Good morning and welcome fellow sovereigns. And I woke up this morning with a with a feeling that's quite usual for me. I had a totally empty brain. I had no idea what I was going to talk about today. And really I I don't actually know what I'm going to do today. And that is how it is so often for, for many of us. We want to set out in some direction, but we don't know what that is. And so in, in the writing thing, we have a phrase which is, turn up at the page. When you don't know what to write, still turn up at the page. Sit down, get your paper out, get your pen out, get your typewriter out, whatever you use, turn up and be there and be ready to receive. And I remember quite a few years ago, one of my brothers, who's not a writer, couldn't work out how I wrote stuff, how I could think up stuff. And I used that phrase and, of course, he's going, what, what the hell are you talking about, mate? And he's not a writer. But the same phrase works for anything that you want to do. He was a mechanic. And when you want to be a mechanic, you turn up. And you do what you need to do. And whether that's the training or whether that's the customers turning up or whatever, if you want to be a sculptor, you turn up at the hunk of rock or whatever it is you're carving. You turn up. And that's what's happened today. I've turned up <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen next. So I was talking the other day about the fact that we have two decision-making facilities. Ego, which takes our past, works out what worked and didn't work, and tells us what we should do based on what worked in the past, and tells us not to do what didn't work in the past. Right? You didn't like cabbages when you were two years old, so you won't like cabbages now when you're 40. So the ego has this amazing memory, an amazing filter system. And if you didn't like something way back then, you didn't like somebody who parted their hair on the left. You will not like people who part their hair on the left now. That's the ego's. It's very black and white, and it will not change. And the other decision-making facility is what I call Vogue, which is the voice of God. <laughs> or you could call it anything else you like. Spirit, intuition, gut feeling, anything. And that basically takes from this moment forward, and it knows what's in the future. But neither of those systems will tell you what is in the future. You've just got to decide to trust. Do you go with the ego, which will filter things from a past that now doesn't exist? <laughs> or from, let's say, spirit, which, will, which knows the future but will not tell you. It will only tell you what to do now, and then what to do next, and then what to do next, and what to do next. The other part of it is because they don't tell you what's next, we have to trust, and we have to trust both of them. <laughs> I choose Vogue when I, when I can. The other part of it is when, say for example, I'm a writer, and I said a few days ago, I had this phrase about, who was it? Tony was rolling, somebody was rolling down the hill. Was it Tony? 
who cares? Tony was rolling down the hill, crushing the dry grass or something. So there was that phrase in my head. In that moment, I had a choice. Do I write that phrase down with this sort of like, what the heck is this about? <laughs> and being open to, oh, wonder what's going to the next sentence going to be. Or I could have just gone and done something else. Gone and done the washing or gone for a bike ride or gone and I don't know, whatever. So when we have these little hints, let's say, suggestions, say from, let's stick with Vogue because that's the most, most useful one. When I have an intuition, when I have a gut feeling of, let's just do this, or this is a good idea, or it's usually kind of an impression. It's not really a, it's not someone talking in my head. It's not like a yap, 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 where I can hear with my ears and all of that sort of stuff. It's just an impression that this is a good idea or that's a good idea and so on. If I do that, then the next one will turn up. And then if I do the next one, the third one will turn up, and so on. However, if I do nothing, if I say, oh, what a stupid story that is, what a stupid phrase, then I don't get a story written. And I end up not having a book written. And then I end up not having, at the moment, I've had 20 books published. They would not have been published if I had not taken that first step, not listened to the first hint, let's say. And it doesn't matter what um, area of life you have chosen to find your passion in. If you don't take that first step, that first trusting step from gut feeling, then the others won't turn up and nothing will happen. And that's what happens. I have so many people come to me say, oh, I'd love to write a book, but I, I don't know what to write about. And I say, sit down, sit down and write something. And one of the one of the techniques when you've got writer's block is simply to sit down and start writing rubbish. Oh, it's raining today. I wonder if I put my washing out. No, it's probably. And oh, no, I wonder if so and so is going to give me a call. And I, yeah, I need to take the car to the get service. Needs oil. And you just write rubbish. You just write and write and write and write. And eventually, usually after a few minutes, if you're just writing, it's almost you don't notice it. But you go from drivel, just mindless chatter on paper or on your keyboard, into something starts happening. And so that's kind of like getting into just making a start. And so a lot of life is just about taking that first awkward step. I remember when I, I used to be an accountant I didn't like it. I wanted to do something else. But I also had the world record. I was the world's shyest boy on the planet. I had I was on the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> I should have been anyway. And I decided that I needed to do something apart from account from doing accounting. And I needed something to get me a little more courageous in front of people. And so I went down to the local polytech. And I was absolutely terrified, terrified of people. This is a long time ago, <laughs> 30 years ago, I think. And I went into the upstairs, fourth floor, the Bongard Center in Tauranga. And I said to the receptionist, I said, um, 
uh, I'm an accountant. Um, <laughs> do, do, you know, do, do you teach accounting here? Could I get a job? Really shy. And, and she just laughed at me. And I felt so small and I started shrinking away. And she said, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. She said, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. She said, I'm laughing at the situation. Because yesterday, our accounting teacher got the sack. And I'm about to put an advertisement in the paper looking for an accounting teacher. And in that moment, my prospective boss walked past, David walked past, and he stopped. And he said, are you looking for an accounting um, trainer job? I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, come in. So um, an hour later, I had a job, um, which terrified the heck out of me because he gave me an A4 piece of paper, which was the syllabus of the course. And he said, you know, if you just whip up a 17-week course from this, all these, these, what needs to go in the course. And of course, I said, yes. <laughs> Walked away and went, what the hell am I doing? And then for the next three or four months, maybe six months, I was terrified every day. I could have walked away every day from the classroom. Absolutely terrified, but I was determined to get through it. And it's just about turning up. And in that case, I turned up for a job that I didn't even know whether it existed, but I turned up and it happened. And then I had to keep turning up each day to the students. And I eventually absolutely got to love it. And so I did it for another 30 years here in New Zealand, Australia, a little bit in South Africa and in England. Corporate training and all that sort of stuff. And it's taken me along, you know, <laughs> kind of around the planet from that one little move that my intuition said, just go and ask for a job. And when we take the hint, then the next thing will turn up. Then the next thing will turn up. So I simply encourage you, and I encourage myself, <laughs> to listen, one, listen to the intuition, the gut feeling, the, the message, whatever you call it. Listen to it, and then do it. Just do it. And no matter how illogical, how un, you know, it wasn't in my today's plan, just do it. And watch the next one turn up, and then do that one. And then watch the next one turn up and do that one. And so having woken up with nothing to say, I still have nothing to say. <laughs> I will go away and leave you with an amazingly intuitive, gut-filled day of spirit. And I bless every one of you and all who sail in here. How do I turn this off? <laughs>